I was going to say, while we're on that topic, how <laughs> crazy is that your boyfriend was in Harry Potter? That's <laughs> what? Wait, yes. What? I'm, uh, I'm Maddie. I'm Z. Ajani. It, 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 it girls. Maddie Perez was in Ajani Teeler. I'm lit girl. Podcast with a couple it girls. Yes, girl. I'm lit girl. Podcast with a couple it girls. Hey y'all, that's Brez and I'm Z and welcome to the It Girls podcast where we are bringing the stories of winning women to you. We've had the privilege of winning four SEC championships and one national championship and along the way we have learned that every winner has a story outside of their sport and so today we're really excited to introduce someone that needs no introduction but I'm going to do it anyways. Um, Two-time Pac-12 Bear of the Year. She's a Big 12 Bear of the Year. She's all Pac-12, all Big 12, all region, all American, and has recently won a national championship. So with all that being said, welcome Zoe Fleck. Oh, Zoe. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you guys so much for having me. This of course. Cool. Of course, Zoe, we were writing your, we were, we were looking up your accolades and Z and I was like, Z, add this, add this, add this. She was like, oh my goodness. I'm like, yeah, no, we have a lot to add, but yeah, but it's yeah. honestly, it's crazy to me, like little young zoe lovero would never in a million years have believed that i've won a national championship like it's it's all crazy it's about yeah just like one minute elevator pitch everything you want us to know about you like really quick um i loved volleyball from the moment i started when i was nine i was never really at like a super high level but always kind of almost there like i played for usa high performance, but never made a national team. I wasn't very highly recruited at all. I started out as a walk-on at UC Santa Barbara um, and just was a, didn't have a lot of fun, transferred to UCLA, loved it, loved everything about the program, loved the girls, loved the coaches. Um, and then they didn't have scholarship for me for my fifth COVID season. I was devastated, had to transfer again. Um, but Everything works out for the best, right? Ended up at Texas, loved it, won a national championship, was able to start my coaching business and meet a lot of really, really cool people. And now I'm heading overseas to go play pro. Kind of a crazy full circle kind of thing. Oh my gosh, Zoe. Big announcer right there. I did not know that. Yeah. Mic yeah. job. Okay, so tell I was like I was like rushing to get on here because I was like just now figuring everything out like literally 20 minutes ago <laughs> oh, my oh my gosh okay well maybe you can't share much yet but um when did you make that decision or how i know gabby curry if you remember gabby curry um it was like a really tough decision for her whether or not to go play pro as a libero it's really hard to even get the opportunity and then you just you know if there's less opportunity and they're not as good as obviously like Setters and outside. So tell us, like, walk walk us through that process. Uh, yeah, being a pro libero is not the easiest life. I think there are um, like 300 Americans playing pro volleyball or American women playing pro volleyball overseas right now, and I think three of them are liberos. Wow. Um, so yeah, it's a very very small pool of people. Um, mm -hmm. So regardless of like what your accolades are, regardless of where you came from or whatever like it's really really hard as libero we always get recruited last we get paid the least so like i was prepared for all those things but i wanted to play pro volleyball for 
I mean, it's kind of always been a dream, but you don't really learn anything about it. Right. NCAA. So like I started doing research last year when I knew I couldn't come back to UCLA for my fifth year. So I was considering like, do I transfer again or do I just try to go pro now? Um, So I kind of dove into it last season. And this year, like since we won the national championship, I've been reaching out to clubs, reaching like with my agents and I'm figuring stuff out and things just like kind of fell into place literally in the last like 48 hours. And oh yeah, it's crazy. I don't know if I'm allowed to actually share. No, no, no. Yeah. No, me too. No, no. Once you post, we'll repost. Then we'll we'll say we yeah, first. Yeah, we so. it. We'll act like we knew it before everyone else knew. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Zoe, tell us a little bit about growing up in like Santa Monica, and I the culture in SoCal is like really different, but also I kind of feel like Austin is super similar to that, and so that transition, and obviously that has a lot to do with your balancing rings and all your traveling rings and balancing ropes I don't know it's all really interesting to me yeah so I grew up in a little bit outside of Santa Monica but um in my teenage years I kind of just spent a lot of time outside I've always loved to be outside I've always loved to learn and so this is like everyone knows Santa Monica Santa Monica Pier Sunset Boulevard whatever right but this is this little area called like original Muscle Beach and it's really just like an outdoor adult playground. So it's got like traveling rings. It's got like a whole like patch of grass that people do acro yoga on. It's got what? trapeze stuff, like slack, a whole slack line park. And it's just people from all walks of life just come hang out there on the weekends and just like play, you know? So there's like Cirque du Soleil. There's, yeah, yeah. No, that's literally what it is. It's like Cirque du Soleil acro yoga people yeah there's lawyers there's actors like literally people from all walks of life just come and like hang out and do these active outdoor things together how cool is that so correct me if i'm wrong but your mom was like into that and so then she introduced you to it probably at a young age and you kind of just like picked it up or what so it's actually my dad my dad dad um like hung out there when he was younger so it's been in like my family for like three generations we would hang out there it's like my local beach we would hang out there when I was a kid but as soon as I turned 16 and like could drive I was out there every single day like literally every chance I I could get and that's actually where I met my my partner um out there and doing the traveling rings he's English and an actor cool yes I was going to say, while we're on that topic, how crazy is <laughs> your boyfriend was in Harry Potter? I, what? Wait, yes. what? What? Yeah, what? He was in Harry Potter. He was in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, pretty old. Big, big, don't wait, like a big character. He played. He played young James Potter. So, so Harry Potter is that? Yeah, big, yeah. big, big role. That's insane. Yeah, that's I think about that every time I see first picture with him. Yeah. <laughs> Does that like get up? That and is see, so like, funny. Approached a lot in public. Um, he did like a couple of years ago when we first met, but like since COVID, you know, most people yeah. don't yeah. really know that stuff. Um, but he always jokes that like he used to be the more famous of the two of us. And now, like, <laughs> we would walk around often, <laughs> we'd get recognized in the grocery store and people would like shove their phone in his hands and they're like, can you take a picture of us? And I'm like, you guys have no idea. Like, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh that is so funny oh my gosh um and so you, he does he 
you met him at that outdoor playground. That's not the right the, name for it. What'd you call it? Original, original Muscle, Muscle Beach. Beach. Yeah, like OMB. But he, so he's, oh, an actor. he's actually English. He, he's not, he's here, he's in the U.S. on a visa. Um, and so he would come to L.A. for like two or three months every year to do pilot season, basically do a bunch of auditions. Wow. And we just like found the community at OMB. And that's like when I was down there too. And so we met and been dating ever since. Wow. So have you guys been doing like long distance from like, does he go back to the UK for part of the year? So originally when we first met, yes, we spent the first probably eight months of the first year that we knew each other apart. Um, But we weren't actually, we weren't actually dating then. Um, But then when he came back, like right before, or no, the year before COVID, so 2019, he came back and then we were like, he was in LA for that whole year. I was at Santa Barbara um, and he was like staying in LA. I'd drive back and forth from Santa Barbara. He'd come up to Santa Barbara like on the weekends or whatever. And then in 2020, beginning of 2020, yeah, January of 2020, right before COVID, he moved in with me at Santa Barbara. Right when I was transferring, we were in Santa Barbara for like oh, oh God. Four, four months, four months. And then we moved back to LA into our apartment at UCLA. We were there for a year and a half. How far Two is that drive? Hour and a half. It's okay. not bad at all. And I grew up like right by UCLA too. Um, and so we were at UCLA for a year and a half. And then we just spent the last year in, in Texas. So he hasn't actually been back home to the UK in three years so we're like excited to get back over there guys are in it yeah Yeah. i was yeah yeah i was just gonna say that's cool for him to be able to be on the other side of the pond now he can get home if he needs to or i know i said it really wisconsin didn't i (laughs) it came out i know as soon as i said it, i was like damn it he's gonna make fun of me (laughs) oh that's awesome that's cool i've done long distance for three years now and now i'm just getting out of it and yeah it's a grind like it's no joke it's a grind but man if you make it to the other side your communication is so much better than it would be if you hadn't had to go through long distance yeah period and now z and i are going through long distance together so you can feel (laughs) it but it's like too yeah i yeah i don't like it well i i don't know i don't know if anyone loves long distance (laughs) yeah (laughs) um okay zoe i watched a video wait first of all i was fangirling so hard that you were on victoria garrick's podcast <laughs> me too oh my god me too. i mean i was like is this for real like and not that i know you but like i feel like we know each other to an extent so i was like she's on victoria garrick's podcast like that is so cool anyways um i was watching part of it and um you said something that resonated so deeply with me and i just want to like talk about it um you said that basically you got to the point at some point in your volleyball career where you just cared so much that you couldn't like function being around people who didn't care um and I am the same way like when I was crying about volleyball like we all do you know at some point in my college career and I was just a wreck and I was so frustrated and it it wasn't about like my skill it was probably about just like leadership or whatever and I went to Z and I'm like talk crying bawling my eyes out and she's like you don't understand like people don't understand how much you care and until she said that to me I w- I didn't realize that like you know most people don't care as much 
about what they do as as us three do. So I don't know. Let's just have a conversation about that. When you said that in the podcast, just accepting that, like, amen. And that's hard to do. You know, how did you get there? And, you know, how are you at the point you're at now? Well, I think for a long time, it was part of me that I was kind of ashamed of. Because I've always been really, really intense. Like, I care a lot about all the things I do. Not just volleyball, but, like, anything I do, I care a lot about. I care a lot about people and relationships. And so that was kind of something that I wasn't sure about and kind of tried to hide for a long time. And I think a lot of that is part of why I didn't have a great time at Santa Barbara. Because I felt internally like I cared a lot, but wasn't comfortable showing that. And so then I would just like feel a lot of internalized shame. And then I isolated myself from my teammates and my coaches and just like didn't have a good time. And so then when I got to transfer to UCLA, right when COVID hit, so we had like six months basically where I didn't have a team, nowhere to train. Crazy. Like it's crazy. And so it was just like, oh my gosh, just like hanging out and watching film, getting better, doing everything. That's when we picked up tennis. Um, And so that was really such a good time for me to understand what I did wrong at Santa Barbara so that I could go into UCLA with a completely fresh start and do things differently, you know, because I could have easily had the same experience I had at UC Santa Barbara at UCLA because a lot of it was because of how I felt about me. And so I had that time to just like realize this is who I am. I love volleyball I care a lot about volleyball Mm. so I'm actually going to give everything I have to the sport instead of hiding from that part of myself and people are going to either accept that or they're not Mm. you know but people will understand that that's kind of how I roll and then it was so cool at UCLA like regardless of if people liked me or not they understood that that's who I was and I didn't feel like I had to apologize for it or hide from it but I just got to Mm. start over you know I definitely feel like that's something that comes with like growing up and maturing. Like you're a freshman and I don't know how long you spent you said Santa Barbara, but you were younger than you are at UCLA in Texas. And so kind of growing up in yourself and the sport and being surrounded by people that kind of were like-minded, that probably becomes a lot easier. Absolutely. And I think like both of you will probably agree with this, that when you're 18, you care so much about being liked. When you're 22, you feel you care so much about being respected and like those two are like mutually exclusive. Like you oftentimes can't be liked and respected. And that was something that was really hard for me to swallow for the longest time. Still is like, still is very hard in a lot of areas. Like don't, yeah, he's like, Brad, shut up. You're still like, struggle with that. <laughs> and I do. And I think it's just like, it's an ongoing struggle. So I respect you well, and I applaud you for that. Yeah. I mean, being a, a, team sport athlete we kind of all have to figure out how to have those relationships with other people which means other we need other people to like us right Right. so i think we all get to college and we've gotten so good at at making sure other people like us and making sure our relationships on and off the court work regardless of how we are feeling about ourselves and so once i kind of had the time to step back and be like okay but who am i do i respect me do i like and then Mm. kind of just like asking those questions and figuring that kind of thing out for myself and then coming to terms with the fact that that's not going to be for everybody and that's okay but me caring about volleyball if that turns people off then I'm not in the right place or those Mm. don't need to be my people 
and we can have respect mm-hmm. for each other and play together and be cool but those don't have to be my people right so right. for me it was more right. about do i like me do i respect me am i someone that other people can have respect for because i have the respect for myself so. mm-hmm. and so much that also like, no. sorry z i don't know why but um so much of that also has to do with being the same person every day like consistency yeah. freaking matters in not just in sports but like in life being knowing like who you're going to get every single time they walk in the gym or every single time they walk into the office like i think that says a lot about a person as well for sure yeah that was one of the cool things about going vegan like kind of right when i went to college because that's something that people have questioned me on every single day is i went vegan like a lot and oh my so gosh i had to really iron out why I'm doing this, what my reasons are for, and do I really believe in this? And I really did. And so that was kind of the first stepping stone to being like, okay, this is who I am. I'm not backing down from this. So why am I backing down from anything else? That's Mm. like an integral part of me. And so I think that's kind of why I was able to make the switch because I had already been kind of fighting for myself and backing myself up with veganism. And all the questions I got there. And then I was like, wait, I also care a ton about volleyball. Why am I hiding from that? And so then I started Mm. just being like, this is who I am. I'm vegan. I'm super intense. I love volleyball. (laughs) This is who I am. And people were like, all right, cool. Come hang with us. I was like, wow, awesome. I wasn't expecting that. You know what I mean? For sure. Right. Okay. Well, since we're on the topic, so kind of tell us and walk us through why you decided to become vegan and your thoughts on animal rights and all this stuff. I know that's something you're super passionate about. So yeah, yeah add, just I, add us to your list of people asking you about veganism. Add yeah. us to the list right now. <laughs> our no, Gabby I, Curry, our Gabby Curry, who we already talked about our former roommate, she's vegan too. So we lived with her and we were able to kind of see her journey with that. But I want to hear all about your opinions on it and things like that. Yeah. I think I actually like learned Gabby's name because I learned that she was like another vegan libero. There's a weird number of just like vegan liberos in the NCAA. It's kind of cool. Really? Like, like libero libero connection, you know? No. <laughs> Period. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I actually had been kind of curious about it just because I've always I've always loved animals. Begged for a dog like the second I knew what dogs were. Um, <laughs> just like had this deep love for animals, and so I was curious about it through my teens. And then when I met Robbie, he had been vegan for four or five years before we met and so he didn't like push it on me and wasn't like you're a terrible person for not doing this but he was like hey this is this is why I do it these are the benefits and you make your own choice and then after he went back to the UK I just like watched the um, documentaries like Dominion that are just people going undercover into um, slaughterhouses to videotape the legal practices which occur in slaughterhouses to make beef out of cows, to make dairy from dairy cows, to make um, chicken, to to get egg, um, bacon, any pork, like fur, leather. It documents all of that stuff. And it's the legal practices for like 99% of the world or something. And that's how like, 99% of meat 
and dairy is produced. And so it's not just like this outlandish thing that you can avoid paying for, you know? And it's, I, I don't know a single person who can sit down and like watch the whole thing through. It's gruesome mm. and awful. Mm. And I watched it and I was like, you're telling me that every time I buy like a piece of chicken from the store, this is what I'm paying for? And I realized that, and I was like, I just, I can't be complicit with that. I don't agree with this, and I don't want to support it. There's this whole other way of eating, of fueling my body, without supporting that industry. And so once I realized that, then I learned about the health benefits. Like, I feel so much mm. better. Like, I recover so much faster. My body's inflammation levels have gone down so much. My acne, like went away because I stopped drinking milk and all of a sudden like my actions and my morals were aligned and that was something that I didn't realize was missing before I went vegan but then as soon as I went vegan like within weeks within months I was like wow like I feel like everything in my life is so much more clear and I just like I haven't there's I have no desire to ever go back wow good for you good for you that's as so many things about your character like one we've already gone over this but like you care so much and yeah. the fact that your actions can match how much you care is so impressive two your discipline like obviously now was- you're probably at the point where sat like a burger probably doesn't sound good but like in the beginning i'm sure that there was times where it was like really hard to say no but then you just like go back to your morals and go back to your values like kudos to you zoe that's freaking dope so one of the um I forgot what I was going to say. You're done. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, I experienced, like, living with Gabby Curry. I know being vegan is not easy. Like, it's not cheap. And, like, obviously, it probably is a little bit different in um, California and Austin than it is in Kentucky. But, like, it's not, like, at high supply here. Like, it's not easy to go out and buy a vegan restaurant here. And then you're on a team where it's, like, not really ideal for you to get a different meal when everyone else is getting a meal from someplace else. And so for you to be that disciplined and to care that much about it, even when it's, like, probably not that easy and accessible like Brett said that's a really a true testament to your character that's awesome yeah I mean my first year at Santa Barbara I think everyone like lives in the dorms and eats in the diet of commons their first year at least um and so that was probably I'd say the hardest part for me just eating in the dining commons and I didn't have that many options so I kind of had to get creative with like the buffet or whatever and different stir fries I'd make and whatever um but it really all comes down to the why And for me, like people who are vegan or plant-based because they want to lose weight. That's not really usually a strong enough why to when someone is holding ice cream in front of you or someone just made you a home cooked for you to be like, no, I'm not going to eat that. But if it comes back, for me, it comes back to I'm not supporting that industry. I do not want to see animals treated that way and I will fight that every single second of the day. Mm -hmm. Easy peasy. Like, that person has frozen yogurt mm-hmm. over there. Cool. I'll go home and make my own. That doesn't have any yeah. coffee involved in it, you know? And so yeah, when I was able to, like, actually cook for myself, like, that's why even Austin didn't have great options vegan-wise, not compared to L.A., but I don't eat out, like, at all. I cook everything at home. And so things like rice, beans, any vegetables, all that is significantly cheaper than meat. So if you're eating just like plant-based, it's actually cheaper 
than eating right. non-vegan. It's all the ad, it's all the fun stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. It's all like the 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 vegan meat and stuff, which I do use. I do yeah. absolutely use that just because convenience, right? Mm-hmm. Why not? Right. <laughs> but right. it is it absolutely can be cheaper and accessible because just like the raw foods that we eat, bread, right, beans, whatever, that's all cheaper than like a pound of chicken. That's so interesting, Zoe. Good for you, girl. Keep doing it and keep talking about it too. Like my parents or my grandparents are farmers. Like I grew up around the ag industry my whole life and obviously moving across the country and like living with different people and seeing different perspectives like changed my world. Like I probably I don't eat meat every day anymore. And my grandparents probably would like roll over in their, you know, they're not dead. Oh my god, I almost just said roll over in the graves. <laughs> like if you know, if they knew that they probably wouldn't be super happy, but it's pretty cool. Um but Zoe, the reason that Z and I Sorry, I'm kind of changing the subject, but the reason I Z and I want to do this podcast is because of stories like this. Like, we want to show people that there's so much more to us than our sport, right? And we, when we get to college, it's like, Hello. Okay. yeah, you're Sorry. you're good now. Go ahead. Lost me for a second. Um, when we get to college, it's like you are your sport. That's who you are. And then by the end of college, I think girls specifically work really hard to make it less about their sport and more about who they are as, as a person, right? Um, and obviously, we've been talking for 30 minutes about everything except for volleyball, which is why I want to talk about volleyball. Freaking Natty Champ, let's talk about that. Um, of all people, like, I talk, Z and I talk about the Natty weekly. It comes up in conversation <laughs> weekly. Like, still, to this point, to this day. Um, and, you know, I keep telling people about this year's um this year's season you guys were so dominant that is kind of how we felt in 2020 like our 2020 team where we just had too many weapons that when we made it to the final four we're like there's no way anyone's beating us honestly that is how you guys looked this year um talk us through that being the bro being the girl and you know i i think you, you looked like you were the glue of the team i don't know if you were but you looked like you were that glue so talk us through this year. How how was it to to do it all? Um, probably one of the best years of my life. Um, and not at all what I was expecting. Like you look at Texas from the outside, and it, I kind of thought it was going to be this like well oiled machine that I was going to come in, help the team as much as I can, learn as much as I can, and then go. You know, like I was kind of thinking of it as like the first year of my pro career because I'm only going to be there for one year, right? But then I get there and the staff cares so freaking much about every single one of their players. Like if you were ever having a bad day, I can think of the day where I just was like, just not having a good day. And I like went up to the corner of Gregory and I like had my book and I had my journal and my lunch. And I just like sat up there and read and like wrote my journal and was just like crying, just like eating my lunch, just hanging out by myself before practice. And like, girl, it happens. Yeah, half yeah. the best of us. <laughs> and like, literally, our head coach walked, like, just saw me up there, walked over, sat with me, just like sat with me and let me cry. And he was like, hey, I'm here for you. You are loved. Like, you can talk about it if you want to. If you don't, that's okay. Just know we appreciate you. We love you. It's all going to be okay. And I literally, obviously, it made me cry harder. Um, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> But, like, just that's just such an example of how much they care about us as people. And we're so good 
at making us feel appreciated. So that when we came together as like such a deep roster, everyone was so bought in because everyone felt cared for. Like one to 18, we had walk-on freshmen who were like banging balls at us and like making me better every single day. You know, like one to 18, every single person was so bought in. And then the coaching staff did such a good job of making us remember to be present and not look too far in the future. Not even look in the future at all. During the tournament, we had um, like a paper on each of our lockers that said one match at a time. And then the the piece of the bracket, we were on like Texas versus Georgia, Texas versus Ohio State, and just like just that match. And so then we got to the final four and we got to the finals and we weren't like talking about what it would be like to win a national championship or like we win this game and we win a national championship. And so when we won, I was like, wait, what? That could be over. Yeah. Fast. Yeah. What everyone, what everyone else was talking about this season, what we were all talking about through the spring, like we actually did it. Right. And like, it literally just did not hit me at all because the coaching staff just did such a good job of making us stay present and just so bought in. Like, I cannot even describe the feeling. It was so, so cool. Just the togetherness that we had with the team and the staff. Mm-hmm. We, like me and Brett, it's it's the best day of our lives. Like, and it's not close. Like, it was just like the most surreal experience ever. And so everyone should get to experience that feeling sometime that was the best thing ever yeah but it's crazy how few people get to yeah yes it wasn't and people say that it's a dream of theirs like to win a national championship i never even thought about it it's one of those things that like you have to get there's some luck involved obviously yeah be on an amazing team and like it just doesn't happen for very many people nobody gets to finish the season with a win much less their college career with a win and so i just was never like i can't really control that and so we actually won, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, that was wow. that was way more awesome than I could have ever imagined. Yeah. <laughs> I always tell people, you know, there's a statistic, like, 1% of high school athletes get to be collegiate athletes, and then, like, yeah. probably 1% of that 1% get to win a national championship. I made that statistic up in my head, no, but, I, like, yeah, it, it feels like, it might something like that. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Round, round it up, for sure. But <laughs> For sure. It's pretty for freaking sure. cool. It's, it's pretty freaking cool. Did you get a tattoo, Zoe? Did you get horns up? I have not yet. I am planning on getting it, but my life has been a little crazy for the last couple weeks. But I am absolutely I'm sure. I'm sure. Okay, I didn't get one either, and I need to. Like, all my teammates, Z has one on her finger, and I didn't get one because I don't have any tattoos, And but I think I need to. So, I, and I, so you don't, you don't, and I was you don't like, have to. You don't have to. Like tattoos are tattoos are for some people and not for other people. I love them. I got Obviously. all this. Yeah. yeah. I love them. I would love like it's such a good conversation starter to have like a national championship tattoo. Like who wouldn't want to yeah. ask you about that? So true. Right. Okay, Zoe, I have one more question for you. And this you can kind of talk about it, but we've talked about I guess the NIL landscape a lot in the last few episodes and period. But one benefit of that is you're able to do a lot of camps and I know you really enjoy doing that. But with the camps, we read on that one part of your camps that you're really passionate about is concussion prevention. And we think that was really interesting because, like, that's not something you hear about a lot. And I guess it's really prevalent, especially for liberos. So talk about that a little bit and why you became so interested in that. Well, it's the probably the number one injury for liberos, right? 
And I think people are talking about concussions a lot more in the U.S. nowadays, like with NFL, NBA, they're all talking about it way more. So more people are aware of the effects and and what it looks like and stuff. Um, But I think most people talk about it like after you get a concussion, then how are you treating it? How are you like actually taking the time to recover from a concussion? Not a lot of people are talking about how to prevent a concussion. And in my opinion, like any volleyball player, any person, honestly, regardless of how athletic you are, if you stand 10 feet away from someone and just like chuck a ball at their face, they're going to move out of the way or like protect their face, right? But as soon as we put knee pads on and get on the volleyball court, we all just like snap our hands together in our platforms Mm. at the ball getting hit at us because we're supposed to like dig with our platform. And so people get hit in the face. And I think that's preventable. And Mm. so I, it's one of the techniques that I, that Robbie and I actually came up with um, to prevent concussions, to make myself feel safer. Like I'm sure you know, Maddie, like digging middles, so scary. So scary. It's impossible. I'll go to my grave saying it's not possible. Yeah. (laughs) Well, like when I was playing at UCSB. For you, maybe, but. When we played Texas, I was like trying to dig Brian Butler, and I was literally just there. He so hit me, like just ducking yeah. balls like left and right. And then the next year, I was like, I have to figure this out because I just mm-hmm. don't feel safe. And this is an injury just waiting to happen. It happens to so many people. So many people I know have to end their careers because of concussion. And so I just think we should keep our hands apart longer. And there are specific techniques that I like teach at my camp that I do to prevent concussions and it's something I'm super passionate about because I think it's an injury that is preventable that is not currently being prevented and so that's like one of the things that I'm trying to give back to volleyball that's That's good for you good for you that's one thing Z and I noticed right away when we were on your website we're like that's so necessary and, and overdue probably um Zoe we have two minutes but our last question and the question we ask all of our guests is what is your best piece of advice that either you've been given or that you would like to give my best piece of advice is to really just live in the now and I know kind of everyone says that one point in time be present whatever but like we get so caught up in am I a good volleyball player Am I playing well? Do the people around me think I'm good? Do people like me? That we forget to be where our feet are and we forget to have fun with what we're doing. So many college players just lose all the joy. So that's one of my favorite quotes. Be where your feet are. And so I'll just sometimes like, just like press into my toes and remind myself, okay, let's take a look of like, what, Mm. where am I right now? Let's enjoy that and come back to that and so if people can forget about their surroundings forget about any shame forget about the worries about the future and just come back to being where your feet are you'll have so much more joy so much more I love joy that. i love that, that. Thank that you. was great Zoe. thank you so much we incredible and even more incredible now that we know you a little bit better and so we are we're really honored and thankful so thank you so much yeah thank you guys so much for having me you guys are awesome Hey. Of course. And good luck overseas. Whenever we see you post, we're going to be your yeah. fangirls. But saying that we knew it first. So, <laughs> you guys did. You guys did. Thank you so, so much. 
Thank and you, let's, chat, let's chat again soon. Thanks, guys. For sure. Of course. Period. Period. All right. See ya. All right. All right bye. Bye.